Hello and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry Podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. We are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry minis end goal. Yikes, I'm doing it. <laughs> this, is, this is the part no one sees. <laughs> I almost had, well, anyway, I was going to have Andy make an edit when something I heard last night, but I'm like, I'm not going to make him do it. It's like, what was What'd it? you do? Instead of saying... I had a simple word and I said it wrong. I corrected myself. I was like, oh, I could have just taken out the thing I said wrong, but it's like, oh, well, that's all right. No, it's fine. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Hello and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS youth ministry podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. We are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today, we are talking about registration for the 2022 youth gathering. So throughout the next year, we're going to be doing podcasts specifically about preparing for the 2022 Youth Gathering in Houston. We know that thousands of teens and adults are preparing right now to join us as we gather to celebrate our Savior who is in all things. This year, for the first time in a long time, we updated our online registration program. And although it's exciting... It is taking on a few new challenges and kind of in a unique time and event planning for sure. But nonetheless, God is faithful and we are confident that this change is going to be a good thing for primary adult leaders in our office to better manage all the data and connections with participants. So joining us is Krista Miller. Krista does a job that I don't think any of the rest of us would like to (laughs) particularly have. She does an amazing job. Krista serves as the gathering registrar and operations manager for LCMS Youth Ministry. And in all things is her eighth gathering. Before working for LCMS Youth Ministry, she worked for a number of medical and business positions. She lives in, in St. Louis with her husband, John, and they have two married grown children and two beautiful grandchildren. Welcome back uh, to Krista, you've been on a few bits and pieces of a little other episodes, but we're, we're glad to be here and talking a little bit about your favorite topic, registration for the gathering. Thanks. I am happy to be here. It is my life, I feel like, and I do enjoy the registration process and do enjoy talking about it. Not that everyone wants to hear about it or do it. It's kind of one of those necessary evils for the gathering, but nonetheless, it's something that we have to do. I don't mind hearing about it. I don't want to necessarily do it. But you are obviously gifted to do it. This is your eighth gathering. That is phenomenal. We were just talking about some of the stories before we started recording of how things have changed over the years. So you just said about it, it's it's a job that certainly consumes a lot of time and energy, been doing it for years. So what is your favorite part of your job? Well, that's a good question. Um, I oversee a lot of the behind the scenes things, the registration, shuttling, all of that sort of thing, which is they're clearly logistical, statistical kinds of things, which I absolutely love. I know, a little weird, but I do love that. But actually, I think one of my favorite things is all the phone calls we get. From the time that registration opens until the gathering is over, we historically get like thousands and thousands, actually tens of thousands of phone calls in the in the registration office. So we hear from so many people across our country, and it's so much fun truly, to talk to our youth leaders and both professional church workers and just the volunteer youth leaders to hear what they're doing in youth ministry in their churches. And those, they're just, they're great stories. And it's just very refreshing and enjoyable for us to hear all the fantastic things going on out in our church. 
Yeah. And and I remember kind of bringing my first youth group to the gathering and having to call and being so nervous about it. Right. And still and and remember getting off the phone calling like, oh, OK, everything's going to be all right. Just, you know, the comfort. And, and so we so appreciate, I'm sure, on the other end of that, how many youth leaders who you can talk through this, this process. So if you if somebody's never been to a gathering before, it's their first time. Walk me through. What do I do to register for something like the gathering? My first suggestion would be go to the gathering website and find the registration book and read it. Now, if you're like me, I'm older, as Mark was saying, (laughs) Um, I like papers. So I download it and print it. And I still, even though I wrote the book, I have a copy of it on my desk for a reference. If you just take a few minutes to read through it, you will have a lot of answers to a lot of questions that might come up later on. So that would be the first just kind of basic thing to do. There's also, there are worksheets that you will find for your participants, for the adult leaders and the the youth participants as well. So you might want to use those if you don't already have information on your participants that are attending from your church hand those out, get the information, collect that, and you will have that ready when you are starting to register. So the two pieces of information that you need to actually start your process is your congregation ID number, as well as an email address that you will use consistently throughout the whole registration process. After you have those things, you will go back to the website, log on, and you can start the whole process. Now, if you want to sit down and register everybody at once, perfectly fine. You don't want to do that. That's okay, too. You just come back to the site later on, and that's where the email address comes in handy. You will need that to get back into your site. After that, it'll you'll be prompted through just the process step after step, and uh, you'll be able to com- complete the process as it is. I think one of the things with the new program that was, I think, a little bit of an upgrade made from the previous one that you're talking about is that once they enter that email address, they will get an email that gives like the login to get back in. And so like, if you're someone like me that I wake up in the middle of the night and wonder, did I ever mail that payment in? <laughs> did I take care of that? And instead of, we love hearing the phone calls and calls are great, but at the same time too, this system will be even easier to wear. Like I'll be able to log back and be like, oh yeah, they already gave me credit to my payment. All right, I got that taken care of. So kind of like that dashboard that you can log back into, which will be, I think one um, new thing that would be, if you're, if you're a primary adult leader who's done this before, that'd be one new addition to be looking for that email that comes with the login opportunity to log back in, which will be a good addition. Absolutely. So we talked about some of those first step things. Now, what are some key dates? I'm an adult leader. I'm getting prepped. I've got my calendar. I'm going to put it into my Google calendar. I'm going to have my paper calendar that I'm going to put my dates up on. What are some of those key dates I need to be preparing for and preparing my adult leaders and also my youth for? Well, we, as Juliana said, we are having the new registration program. This should be up and ready by the end of September. So you should be able to go in, set up your account and um, start entering information if that's what you want to do. But that you can do as soon as the end of September. Now, the first key date to remember is November 1st. After you get all your information entered in, you will be prompted to print a pastoral affirmation form as well as a registration summary. And those documents will have to be mailed to the gathering office along with your deposit. You can postmark those as soon as November 1st. 
Don't do it sooner. We want to make sure everyone is has a level playing field. If you do get a little anxious and you think, oh, October 30th, October 31st, I'm going to throw it in the mail, we will send it back to you. And not trying to be mean about it, but we want to make sure everybody is uh, is equal on this. And one of the key parts is that we are working on a first-come, first-served basis mm. for this gathering. And there's a couple of things that do come into play with that, but the primary one is that First come, first serve, you get the first choice of downtown hotels. And I know that's what everybody wants to do, which is why we have to make sure everyone is equal on that. We do look at the postmarks and we note the postmarks. So it's not when they arrive in our office, it's actually the postmark date. So the folks on the West Coast have mm -hmm. the same advantage as uh, the people who live in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. So November 1st, that's the key uh key date there. The next one is March 1st of 22. The registration amount is $395. And on March 1st, it goes up to $450. Now, if you have some youth that are kind of on the fence as far as whether they're going to go or not, you may want to encourage them to make their decision by March 1st so that they do get the, the initial registration fee of $395. The final day to get Express registration is May 4th. Now, what that means basically is if your group pays the balance of their registration fee by May 4th, and that's a postmark date again, they do qualify for express registration at the gathering. And what that means is that when you get there, you walk in and all of your materials are there. It just makes it easier. It makes it a little quicker for the first day at the gathering, especially those of you who might be on a bus or long plane ride, that kind of thing. It does make that process a little bit quicker. Now, if you can't do that, perfectly okay. You can still pay your balance at the gathering. You might have to stand in line for a little bit longer, but that's still okay. It's perfectly acceptable to do that. The, the last one that I have is the last day for cancellations and substitutions, which is May 31st of 22. And then June 1st, registration closes. Now, if you uh, print your book, as I uh, mentioned earlier, <laughs> there are a few more dates that are in there. But these are the key dates that you'll want to note just to get started. Yeah, it, it, and everyone is looking at those dates, trying to, to make sure that they do that. And they're also, I think, I'm hearing a lot of people right now looking at the budget, right? Trying to figure out how much they need to fundraise and what does that look like for, for both the church side and like how much am I maybe going to ask my, my families to contribute as well. What are some things like from a registration viewpoint that I need to make sure to put into my budget? Well, the first one is the registration fee, obviously, which is $395 or $450 if it's after March 1st. But go with $395 so everyone pays that fee. The next one is your hotel costs. Right now, the most expensive hotel that we have, and they should, they will not be, I can say they will not be more than that, is $172, but that is not including tax. Mm -hmm. So if you just figure $180, you will be, you'll definitely be in the ballpark. They're not all that expensive, but if you figure 180, that's mm -hmm. a good place to budget. If you get into a lesser, ho less expensive hotel, then uh, you'll just have a little extra money to to spare. And know that for all intents and purposes, the hotels are double rooms, so you will be ha have four people, four youth in those rooms. So the 180 is divided by four people, so that would be 45 dollars a night per student. So not 80 dot 180 mm -hmm. for everybody. It's 180 divided by however many people that you have in your room. So you can budget th for that with the hotels. The next thing would be travel. And that is something that each individual group is just going to have to calculate 
for themselves, mm-hmm. whether you fly, whether you take your own bus, get on a district bus, you have a smaller group, you can get in a van, what have you, but uh, figure that out. So the travel is part of that too. And then the last thing is food. And we always get the question, so how much should I budget for food? And my response is, how much do you eat? <laughs> that is, it, that's really, it, it really is, uh, it varies from one group to the next. Some are very uh, creative. And as far as how they they get their meals and things while they're there, some just kind of go big and they like to go to restaurants while they're there. And uh, all of that is perfectly acceptable. But you kind of have to figure it out for your yourselves what works for you for the food. But the registration and the housing, those are pretty well set. And then travel and food based on how you choose to get there. So you've mentioned a couple of times at hotels, right? And that's another part of what your job is. So how many hotels do we have kind of in average? And and you mentioned downtown hotels. Is that the only place we're having hotels? She knows I know the answer to this question. But (laughs) (laughs) at the moment, we are we will. At the moment, okay, I'm going to say at the moment, because until we know how many people are coming, we don't know how many hotels we're going to need. So it's kind of uh, one of those <laughs> moving, things. moving target. It is a moving target. It truly is. At the moment, we are have downtown hotels, and we are in, at an area referred to as the Galleria. It is a really nice area. Mm-hmm. Hotels are very nice and uh, a lot of restaurants and things of that sort. Those are shuttle hotels from the Galleria. Downtown hotels are all walkable. So at this point, those are the only two areas that, that we will be using. And at the moment, we are using 40 hotels. Now, again, that's going to depend on what our registration turns out to be as to whether that number goes up um, or whether it stays the same. It's one of those moments where the rest of us might be eagerly trying to get that number to go up, up, up. How many people are going to join us at the gathering? Krista has sort of a, a bound <laughs> at which she says, like, maybe not, no more, no more people. But I think you could always come up with more hotels. I think if we we meet you, we we can, we can. <laughs> and then Krista, I know I saw this because I just read that registration book, tax exempt, right? A, applic- congregations apply for that. And then it's some of the state tax. So it doesn't necessarily take all taxes away, but some of the state taxes that for their hotel bill, for example, they could apply and use that at the hotel to have some of the taxes removed. Is that correct? That's correct. And you will find that information in the registration. There is a website that you go to and each individual congregation has to do that themselves. That isn't something that the gathering can do for you. Each individual congregation has to go to that website, get a form and apply for it themselves. All of the hotels have a variety of taxes that Mm -hmm. are uh, associated with them. And it's not just state tax or federal tax. They and th- this isn't just Houston. Any city you go to, they have the the various types of of taxes. But what this gets you is exempt from paying Texas state tax, which is six percent. So if you have a larger group and you have quite a few hotel rooms, six percent is a pretty good chunk to have it taken off of there. You could also use it at restaurants and other places as well. You will get a certificate and you have to have that. You have to physically display that when you do arrive at the hotel, restaurant or whatever that might be. It's not too soon to do that it's one of those things, if you mm-hmm. wait till later on, they get all backed up in the comptroller's office in the state office in Texas, and you might not get your certificate before the gathering. If that does happen, 
you can still, you have to pay the tax and you can apply to get a refund later on. But if you plan on doing this, I would do it now, quite frankly, and have that certificate and be ready to go. Absolutely. One, one thing I, I would add on to, this goes back to the, the process of what you're trying to collect between now and November 1 and then payment is one thing we're doing differently programmatically, this gathering is, uh, so you're going to have program options you can select from on-site certain event, off-site certain event. For the first time ever, we're going to charge for off-site certain event, but with that will come a meal. So it'll get a lunch taken care of if you want to do that. We're Right now, how it's basically worded is that'll be no more than $30 per person. We're going to hopefully, it's going to be less than that, but that's kind of what we're shooting for. So that's your transportation. We'll take care of that. A meal, opportunity to serve. And because it's hot in July in it's Houston. What? Yeah, a little warm, a little warm. We Some service might be outside. I'm not saying that there won't be some sweating going on during certain <laughs> events. I'm not saying that, but we are not doing a 5K. So if you had money budgeted for that, we're not going to do a 5K for safety and just schedule reasons and a lot of things. But- Servant event could be a really cool way to maybe spend some of those monies you would fundraise for to go serve out in the city of Houston. So we're really excited the work that team's doing, but just another kind of little wrinkle for folks that there would be an additional charge for that. And some district events are doing servant events as well, which is another cool way and also to get a meal taken care of for your participants. So just another thing to be prepared for. So you guys both mentioned this at, at one point, which is this is the first time in more than 20 years that we're doing new registration software. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's been around for 20 years in youth ministry knows how far technology has has changed in those many years. So maybe the question for, for both Krista and Mark, you've been working on getting that up and ready. Are you excited about this new software? What's it going to allow us to do? What are some maybe things that people can have you praying for as uh, a new software? Pray. <laughs> Yes, yeah. that would be that would be lovely. We could we could use those definitely because <laughs> when you start in a, a whole new process, it's it rarely just goes seamlessly. Although we're hoping that that might be the case yeah. for the for the groups that have been to previous gatherings, they might notice a, a slightly different look and feel about the the whole registration process. The the ultimate end goal is pretty much the same. We're still capturing the same information and moving forward as we did before. So that shouldn't be you know drastically different. The the beauty of it is on our end actually and it's how we capture the information, how we process it and hopefully then in communication back with our groups in a in a quicker, more streamlined, more efficient manner. That is pretty much the the major intent of the whole new program. Mark, unless you but do you yeah, I think that's, I think the communication side and, and trying to get everything under one hood a little bit more, if you right. will, from all those things, from housing to the additional servant event, non-servant event to, for us on our back end, I mean, we've got a lot more connection between like, it, we already have the YAV application open and a Flex application open soon. And so like, those are all under that one program, which is going to make us more efficient in our work, which we're excited about, which hopefully then will be better for our participants too, in terms of our ability to turn things around, whether it's acceptance or hotel things, whatever it might be, it's going to be that much quicker. So that's, I think, a really exciting thing. But yeah, prayers, like every time we talk about, it'll be open in September. I'm like, we'll say another prayer. Yeah, will <laughs> be the case. There's just amazing how many components go into uh, this robust of, an, of a registration program. And I will be perfectly honest, we don't have the housing component completely uh, finalized yet. But my prayer is that that goes in a little bit more of a streamlined uh, fashion as well. So stay tuned. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So the hope is really that for for the participant, for the primary adult leader who's interfacing there, it might not look dramatically different, but they'll get better communication. And on our end, we can be a little more efficient at things all together for us. And the technology on our end will be dramatically different. So and, Yeah. And I'll say one thing that they'll see down the line we haven't really talked about yet is then the exciting thing too is this same company is our app provider. And so there'll be additional connections, we think, down the line that even if it's not this gathering, future gatherings too. So that's another thing to be looking for. That'll be a really exciting thing for us. I think that'll streamline some things just from a communication standpoint. So if we're working through registration and I have a question, where do I go, Krista, if I have a question? So first of all, I'm going to print out the book or if I uh, maybe only I'm going to read it on on my iPad right, or my computer, which I can do. Where else am I going to look for information? Well, the the gathering website is just a wealth of information, not just about registration, but everything else about the gathering. As soon as we have information, new information about the gathering, Meredith puts it on the website. So she is constantly updating that. So if if you're looking for something, go to the website. That's awesome. I would um, also suggest that you join the Adult Leader Facebook group. That is also <laughs> extremely helpful. You're actually going to the source. You know, you can call us or whatever in our office, and we think we know what the answer is. But if you join the Adult Leader Face group and you put it out there, th- these are the veterans that have been there, done it, been through every situation you can imagine, and they will tell you exactly like it is. So we applaud them for, for doing uh, doing our job for us, basically, <laughs> and doing it better in a lot of cases. We have district coordinators who are amazing. For almost all of our districts, the 35 districts, there is a district coordinator. And if you go to the website, they're all listed. If you have, if you want to travel with other groups or, you know, anything, you just have any kind of shuttling issues that you want to get on the district bus, what have you, please feel free to contact them and they can they can actually help you with a whole lot of things as well. And you can go back to the Facebook Live and the podcasts that have been recorded up to this point, and there's a lot of information that you can you can get in there. You can also call or email our office. We are happy to hear from you, and just we will help you with anything that you need along the way. Now, the one thing that we would ask is that you don't contact us on our personal uh, social media sites. We have a lot of great relationships with a lot of people, but we do like to keep our personal stuff and our business stuff kind of separate there. One other thing that you have taken, I know, to a new level on a lot of different things and been helpful for congregations is around special needs. And that's part of the registration process as well, collecting that information, helping groups along with that. So if a youth leader has a young person who has uh, maybe a need for an extra accommodation or just questions along those lines of how the gathering serves those with special needs, what are some tips for that? What's the process for that? What's the interaction they have with our planning team or with our office? Well, I think the first thing that the youth ministry office wants everyone to know is that we want every young person who wishes to come to the gathering to be able to do so regardless of any challenges or limitations that they might have. We have a whole team that that's all they do. That is their sole purpose is to work with our groups to help the young people who have any kind of challenges to be able to attend the gathering. So when you register, there is a there is a place that you just click if it's special needs and there's a little more information that we will ask of you to provide for that young person. So when we get all of that information, 
we share that with our special needs team and someone from the team will personally reach out to the primary adult leader of the group to just discuss the situation, get more information and find out exactly how we can help them at the gathering, regardless of what that, what that limitation might be. If you have multiple youth within your group that have some needs as well, fill out multiple forms. We need a form for each of the each of the youth that does have the need and we will do everything that we can that we're able to do to help this young person attend. Now the one thing that we don't do is address food issues. Mm-hmm. The gathering does not provide meals mm-hmm. per se for for all of the participants. So that's really kind of an arena that we can't step into. So we would if you have do have young people that have any kind of dietary allergies, challenges, limitations, what have you, we would just maybe recommend that you do a little research, do your homework before you actually go to Houston to find restaurants, grocery stores, whatever the case might be, that you can make sure that you get the the proper food for the people in your group who might have dietary needs. And we've certainly seen over the years with gatherings that cities have just have more restaurants and more options for young people or adults who are have dietary concerns that there's just more food readily available. That was been so thankful to see restaurants and grocery stores respond that way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we've it's been fantastic to hear you tell stories of over the many gatherings, people who needed maybe some simple accommodations or maybe some not so simple accommodations who have come in and been able to really have a positive experience at the gathering. So we want to encourage congregations to to not uh, let that stop them from including whoever wants to come to the gathering as a part of their group. Absolutely. Krista, we are so thankful for your investment, not only in the 2022 LCMS Youth Gathering, but the many gatherings that you have served on and looking forward to these next weeks and months as groups start to register and we gear towards July of 2022 in Houston. It's exciting. It is definitely an exciting time, especially with the new registration <laughs> program. And it's it, this is just always an exciting time as enthusiasm builds and it, it's just a lot of unknowns, a lot of uncertainties, but it's always exciting and it's fun. We know that LCMS congregations have faced challenges in planning worship and ministry events and Christian education opportunities. And we too have faced our challenges and starts and stops and unexpected bends as we plan for the 2022 LCMS Youth Gathering. But God is faithful and good, and we continue to follow the path laid out before us. And we thank you for the grace shown to our office as we continue to pray and figure things out, make some mistakes along the way, but we keep pushing to the opportunity to gather in Houston in July 2022 in the name of Jesus. And I know there will be time in the coming months as well that we will have to ask for forgiveness and we thank you for that gift being granted to us as we figure this out because along the way too if if you're still just getting started know that certainly we got the things processed and the dates starting know that many people and many congregations often register off that first date if you're still figuring out too coming out of the pandemic and those kind of things know that our office is here to support you um, and cheer you along the way so thanks for all you're doing to invest in young people's lives I'm so grateful for Krista and this team, both uh, because uh, I was grateful for them as a DCE when I had to call the office and get help with my registration back back in the day. And um, even more grateful now as I get to see behind the scenes on how um, God is working in and through them in, in incredible ways to help make sure the gathering goes off, comes together and is a place for us to celebrate how uh, God is in all things. So three things for you to note if you are an uh, adult leader preparing for the gathering. Uh, First and foremost, pray. Pray for our office, for our planners, for your young people, for the other adult leaders as we, what am I saying? What are we praying for? 
Yeah, I'm like how you just said no. They'll be strengthened in their faith. There you go. That's what we're doing. Built. Yes. Keep it simple. Three things to note if you are an adult year, adult leader preparing for the gathering. And first is to pray. Pray for our office, for our planners, for young people and the other adult leaders that God would work powerfully through the gathering to help them to grow in faith. If you have not done so yet, think about having a first meeting to connect with young people who are interested in your high school years and your adult leaders to start maybe passing out the worksheets and start to get interest forms back from participants in your congregation uh, to be able to make those connections come again, coming out of maybe a time of pandemic where you haven't been able to meet regularly as young people heading back to high school and to connections with friends. That may be a time you start to gear them towards July 2022. And finally, reach out. Uh, if you have questions, uh, let us know. You know, meet up with adult leaders on the Facebook page. Call us, email us. We'd love to talk to you and make sure that we can give you all the support you need to get your group to the gathering. And we will continue to keep you in our prayers as you prepare and register for the gathering. And we know there are a lot of pieces that go into this process, but we are here to support you. And we know God will work powerfully through you as we all gather together in Houston in twenty. 22. And Gold's podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church. Music